Black Doctors Podcast, Season 6. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, and the folks at Picmonic certainly agree. They've managed to harness the power of a picture and convert it into improved test scores and improved retention for over a million healthcare students. Their program features a fun, easy-to-use way to master medical education and knowledge. Their picture-based education platform helps students from all healthcare-related career paths memorize facts with their phonetic mnemonics. There is most definitely a Picmonic product for you. Visit the link in the show notes or check out picmonic.com to learn more. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Black Talkers podcast. I am Stephen, your friendly neighborhood anesthesiologist and podcast host. This episode is... We're going to go back to the beginning. It uh, features me. Uh, That's it. It's just uh, you and me for the next uh, half hour or so. And this is actually one of the few episodes that I've ever done where it is just me. Since I started the podcast just over two years ago, part of it, I'm actually an introvert. A lot of people don't know that, but it doesn't look like I'm an introvert, but I'm actually very much an introvert and don't like being out in front of people. And even though I started this podcast, I'm really more of a behind the scenes type of person. And I enjoyed having guests on the show because I get to talk about their lives and talk to them. So I typically hide behind that. That's been my crutch thus far. And I don't really spend too much time sharing my own story or having solo recordings. I'm talking with Dr. Nee Darko, host of the uh, Docs Outside the Box podcast. Um, he actually encouraged me to start doing more solo episodes, but I, I digress. Here we are. Since we just hit a pretty major milestone of two years on the air and over 100,000 downloads, this is an episode I'd planned on recording earlier, but again, never really got around to it. And it's just so much easier to talk to other people about their interesting lives. But I want to talk today about podcasting. I'm going to share. First, the story behind the Black Daughters podcast, how I decided to launch this, how we've grown and developed over the years, and talk about our, our mission and what we've done thus far. And then I'm going to dig into you know why you should consider podcasting and some of the tools and tips with which you can start your podcast. So basically, podcasting one-on-one, how you can start podcasting if you so desire. So we'll start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. The pandemic hit in the winter of 2019, rolling into 2020. And everything kind of shut down. Right before that time, I'd really been looking into where I wanted to go with social media and being online. I was on active duty in the Navy and honestly, you know, we don't have that much of a of a work commitment. Like I'll be on call, but a lot of the times I'm not doing cases. So yes, I'm in, in, in house for 24 hours, but I'm just sitting there waiting for a case to come in the door. We might have an appy or a gallbladder, maybe two or three cases. But a lot of that 24-hour call shift, I would be just kind of hanging around doing nothing. And I had a fair amount of free time. I was done with boards and I was, you know, on the fence of, should I start this YouTube channel because everybody's doing YouTube and everybody's blowing up on TikTok and social media? And should I become an influencer? And I was kind of stuck in this place of where should I go? I have the time and I want to be able to use it in some way, ideally to 
make some revenue, make some extra money. Extra money is always nice, especially on a military physician salary. And I had the free time. So I looked into social media. I Again, I'm very much an introvert. I don't like being out in front of people. I can't take influencer pictures. That's just not me, my personality. And I'm pretty adamant about not becoming somebody I'm not just to make a paycheck or whatever. It's just not me. I, you know, I don't care what other people do. More power to you if that's you. So I looked at social media. I briefly started a YouTube where uh, Ask an Anesthesiologist is actually still up. And I occasionally post videos there, but all the editing and stuff. I learned how to do the video editing, but it just took a lot of time. About the same time, I really got back into music. I played piano for years since I was a kid. And with the pandemic, as things are starting to close down, I started getting back into recording music. I learned and was teaching myself how to edit music. And I made a couple of videos where I kind of played a couple of different instruments and spliced it all together and would kind of post those online. And that was cool. That was fun. But again, it was a lot of work. So at the time, I, I looked into these different options and I looked into podcasting. Actually, uh, again, Dr. Nidarko, his he had a post that popped up on my social media why every physician should have a podcast. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird, um, a little aggressive. Uh, I don't really know why I need a podcast. But I looked into his message and looked at his website, looked at his podcast, and I was like, huh, well, this is kind of intriguing and something I should look further into. So I started doing some digging and started researching podcasting, and I, and I realized that this would be an ideal medium to do what I wanted to do. I wanted it to affect change in other people. I wanted it to help that next generation of Black physicians, uh, healthcare professionals, I wanted to provide representation. I mean, representation is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but I really wanted something that that kids in high school and in college and even graduate students could look at and be like, okay, these are the questions I would have if I had a physician sitting in front of me or a nurse anesthetist or a PhD. And I would just have a casual conversation with them. That's what I wanted to create. I did a little run on Instagram during Black History Month where I, I highlighted different people that I knew, contemporaries that I thought and I looked up to and was very uh, impressed with. And I know they overcome a lot to get to where they are. And I kind of highlighted that on Instagram. But as we know, social media is very fleeting and nothing really sticks around for too long. So all this to say, I look, continued to look into podcasting. I looked into the recording aspect, right? Because I did music and music production something I really enjoy and figured out, you know, how do I edit audio? How do I coordinate guests? And how do I design cover art? I think I was using Canva because that's what our influencer were doing at the time. So I figured out kind of how in general to start a podcast. And I set forth trying to launch the podcast as I was reading about it online. And, and I like at one point had built an online course for my website, right? Because everybody's got to have a side hustle and make money about how to launch your podcast. There's a lot of people selling courses out there. But honestly, for most people selling courses, if you want to know how to do that, just look up YouTube videos and Google stuff. Because with Google at your fingertips, like you really shouldn't have to pay people thousands of dollars to learn how to do stuff you can learn how to do for free. But I digress. I'll step off that soapbox. I read a bunch of blogs, watched YouTube videos, and reached out to some of my friends. I went to Howard for medical school. So obviously my network of black physicians is is pretty broad and talked to some friends. You know, it was very uh, 
I, I felt very vulnerable, you know, begging somebody to come on and start this with me. Um, shout out uh, Dr. Nate Jones, Keanu Ward, Bianca. Uh, a lot of those folks were there from that first season and they agreed to kind of partner with me and come on the show. The name for the show, I, initially it was going to be like the Black Doctors podcast like with a, an apostrophe. And I typed in the title wrong on Anchor. That was a podcast host I started using initially. And from that point on, it was just like the Black Doctors podcast, plural. So it was a little bit of a, a typo or error there. But I went back and forth on the name because I'm like, you know, I want a podcast that's inclusive, but I really want to inspire Black physicians or underrepresented in medicine minorities. And, and how do I go about doing that? And the more I read about podcasting, it talked about how important it is to really build your niche. And, you know, what are your goals? Are your goals to have thousands upon thousands of downloads? Or is your goal to make a product and uh, content that is specific to that group that you're trying to reach? So after going back and forth, I specifically decided to settle on the Black Doctors podcast because I felt like in a name, like you can kind of know what it's about and why we're here, what our mission is. So I had the name. Um, I read about how to find a podcast host. I had some guests. I was using uh, uh, online recording because, you know, nobody was in person. This was during the pandemic. It was called like Audio Hijack as a way to pull audio from the internet or and I could use my Google voice number or um, I uh, FaceTime to record audio. And then I dumped that into Logic Pro X, which is a digital audio workstation. It's like the big brother to GarageBand if you use Apple products. And that's what I used to edit the podcast. And I uploaded it to Anchor because that's a free software. I was like, you know, that's a good place to start. So... Uh, fun fact, as I was gearing up to launch the Black Nerds podcast, June 1st of 2020 was the launch date. About a month and a half before that, again, I was in the Navy, I got orders that I was going to be an alternate for a deployment to Iraq. So on top of trying to record these episodes, I had to pack up everything and, and get fitted for gas masks. I think I had a two-week, really, no, it was really only a two-week heads up that I was potentially going to be deploying. And so in the middle of all of this, you know, I had the episodes kind of uploaded and ready to go, but I packed up all my worldly possessions. I uh, was talking to my girlfriend at the time, now wife, didn't really know what the future held. And as I was packing stuff up, one of the nurse anesthetists that I was going to go to training with, we're going to Texas for training for, uh, I think like five weeks. And he told me, cause he already had like, he'd had like a four, a four week heads up. He's like, Hey, you know, um, did, like, did you get your gas mask yet? And I was like, no, I didn't get a gas mask yet. He's like, well, you gotta have that cause you gotta travel with it because if the primary anesthesiologist drops, then you're going over. And I was like, Whoa, well, nobody told me that. Um, so I was packing for like, a five-week trip that potentially was going to turn into like seven or nine months, you know? So that was interesting. And so I show up to Texas. It was like Western Texas near New Mexico. Um, I can't remember the name of the base. And we were there for training. There was like some dial-up internet thing that I could pay for. So I was able to get on that and boom, launched the first episode of the podcast from the barracks there at this army base. And 
to my surprise, like that first week, there was like 50 downloads. I'm like, oh my God, like 50 people were interested enough in the podcast or however it popped up on their, on their feed. So that was pretty, pretty cool, pretty impressive. And while I was at training, I was able to finish editing some of the other episodes and get them uploaded despite the slow download speeds. And I had subsequent uh, episodes of the Black Daughters podcast. Well, we finished up training. And uh, fortunately, I, I, the primary anesthesiologist for that deployment stayed healthy. I did not have to ultimately deploy. And I went back to Virginia. We were still in the middle of the pandemic, still getting kind of shuffled around with COVID protocols and whatnot. And I was able to continue to edit and produce episodes. Looking back, um, you know, I have more clarity kind of about the, the reasoning why I built the podcast. One, I, I wanted to have a platform. I felt like what I saw online with medical influencers wasn't indicative or reflective of the experience that I had when I was a medical student. There's a lot of feelings of self-doubt. Um, the popular phrase now is imposter syndrome. Being a first generation medical student, you know, not knowing what options there were for medical specialties. Again, that's a big part of why I launched this podcast. So I could just dig into the lives of physicians of different specialties and have that as a guide for medical students and pre-meds that are kind of interested in the field, but they may not know of plastic surgeon or an orthopedic surgeon. So when I wanted to build that platform, I wanted to be able to select guests that I thought were inspiring and, you know, not necessarily the big time social media influencers, but people that I was able to kind of know or observe from a distance because we all have stories. If you're a black person in medicine, you have overcome tremendous odds. Less than five or six percent of the physician workforce identifies as black. So being where you are, you've accomplished so much and overcome so much that I know for a fact that everybody has a story, I just needed to pull that story out and make people feel comfortable with sharing that in aspects. And I wanted to balance that with um, kind of the, the trauma porn, if you will, that we're going to hear these same tragic stories of discrimination and racism and the things that we know exist. Like, I don't want to glorify that. So that's kind of the, the what I was stuck between. I don't want every episode to be like, oh my God, like people call me out my name every day at work and I was discriminated against in this... I wanted it to be overwhelmingly positive yet realistic so that people know what they're getting into. So that was the, the platform that I was trying to build. Again, I had the free time at the time in my hands because of being employed with the military. You know, I caveat that with like a side hustle lifestyle that some people feel like if you don't have two or three side hustles, like you're you're failing. And it's like, no, it's totally fine to sit around and watch Netflix. I actually watch a lot of Netflix. People look at me and think that I'm some kind of overachiever and it, I really am not. Um, I am an average student. I'm an average clinician. I do, I do work hard. Um, but when it comes to other projects like this podcast, which does take a fair amount of time, I've been, I, for me, it's a challenge and I enjoy the editing of the audio because that's something that I really, I love music and I love audio engineering. And every month I'm trying to get better. I think if you go back to like the first episode and compare that with this one, you can really tell like how much I've learned and grown over the the two years that I've been doing this. And then finally, it's the impact that it's having because um, there are people that, you know, reach out and leave reviews or email me. And I know that people are listening and being helped by the show. 
I think when I first started, of course, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan. I need this side hustle. It's going to be like some extra money. And after like, I don't know, uh, like six months of, of doing this, and I think I made like five bucks, I was like, oh my God, well, this isn't uh, the way I worked it out the way I, I thought it was going to work out. But about that time... Hey there, I hope you're enjoying listening to the show. I wanted to take a minute to talk about TrueLearn and thank them for sponsoring the Black Doctors Podcast. TrueLearn is a medical exam preparation company that helps you outperform on your boards. If you are a medical student or resident physician, you should definitely check out their products. If you sign up, please use the code BDPODCAST and you'll get a discount. They have resources for both DO students as well as MD students and even physician assistants. When it comes to residency licensure, they offer question banks for over eight different specialties. TrueLearn gives analytics that give you insight into your study habits, your question responses, and tracks you along with your peers. Students and residents average 20% improvements after completing a TrueLearn smart bank. Check them out at truelearn.com. And again, remember to use the code BDPODCAST to receive your special discount. Now back to the show. Months of, of doing this, and I think I made like five bucks. I was like, "Oh my god, well, this isn't uh, the way I worked it out the way I, I thought it was going to work out." But about that time, I got a couple of emails from some students that said it was really helpful, and I realized that number one, as a physician, even as a, a poorly paid military physician, financially I was secure. I didn't really need this as another job, but since this is helping people, I enjoy doing it. I'm going to continue on. And for me, it became about more than just the, the finances. It became about really helping build that community and empower that next generation of Black physicians. As I've said multiple times, we just crossed over the two-year mark of the podcast being on air. So this is the end of July when I'm recording this of 2022. Again, we started it in June of 2020. I was doing seasons when I first started. I would, um, you know, record like eight or 12 episodes. That was season one. We're in season six now. There's really not much rhyme or reason to the seasons. Um, but somewhere along the way, I think back with the the birth of Clubhouse, that very short-lived audio app, which I guess some people still use it, but there was like all these breakout rooms and people were giving advice on podcasting. Now, remember, I think it was David Shands. He has a pretty good podcast. I mean, it's about like the whole side hustle thing, if you're into that. But he has some very valuable content. And I was able to get on stage, quote unquote, with him. And I asked about his advice on doing seasons of your podcast. And what he told me was, hey, well, when you take a break because your season's over, I'm taking all of your podcast guests. They're tuning in to listen to me. And basically talked about being consistent and consistently putting out episodes and not just episodes to have episodes, but episodes that are quality content. So again, about this time, I really stopped focusing on finances and monetization and all that. I really focused on trying to make each episode sound better than the episode before. I focused on asking quality questions and really um, getting to know the guests that I had on the show. And I really just focused on putting out the best product that I could, the best content that I could. To that, since since then, I've been able to put out an episode every week. So every Monday, we have an episode for over a year now. And that brings us to today. I think we're sitting right at 150 
episodes of the podcast. Like I mentioned, we just hit 100,000 downloads. And again, like full transparency, the the numbers, like it was, you know, still fairly slow growth. You can look at the metrics. You can see how much of each episode was consumed. And honestly, I really don't do that. I think every couple of weeks I'll look and see like, oh, um, you know, this is how many downloads that we have. That's kind of the metric that I go by just to see where we are. But all things considered, like just because somebody downloads a program, right, uh, or a podcast, like your Apple iTunes is probably set to automatically download this episode. So I don't know if you're listening to this or not. Obviously, if you hear my voice, you're listening. But for me, it was a reminder and an encouragement to not look at numbers. When I have different specialties on the show, you know, a lot of the folks listening may not be interested in podiatry or pharmacy or becoming an anesthesiologist assistant. But for each of those episodes that reached, if that reached one or two people, um, and I've had, you know, folks reach out for those specifically kind of niche episodes and it inspired them. And, and for me, that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, getting a million downloads. It's cool. It's cool to see the numbers. It's cool to see growth. But it, for me, it, it, it's a perspective of I'm reaching out, I'm helping people. And that's what it's all about. That actually bled back over into social media. My uh, Instagram, if you if you followed, you'll notice a change where, I mean, I was thinking about, you know, thoughtful posting and the timing of when I posted and what do I post and the aesthetic of my Instagram page. And then I just stopped caring and decided to start posting whatever I felt like. So a lot of my music, um, I posted my music. That's what I, I love doing posted whatever pictures, whatever I feel like um, posting. And I just really got the focus off of trying to appeal to the masses. Again, now that's me because I'm not like monetizing my social media. That's not my goal. So, you know, if, if you get your bag from social media and all that, like I understand you got to do what you got to do. But for me, it was really like, why am I doing this? If I'm not doing this for me, then, you know, who cares? Some of that ties into minimalism and other things that, that I pursue. But um, so you'll notice that like the change was just very freeing and liberating to be able to know that like I have this platform that I can put whatever I feel like out and people may identify with it and they may not. Um, Hopefully they do. Hopefully it's helpful. But if not, I know somebody is being helped by this and that's what it's all about. So that's where we are. I mentioned 100,000 downloads. Um, I think the first year was like, 35,000 in the second year, I think it was like another 70,000 or so. And now we're up to 100,000. So we'll see where the, the growth goes from here. Um, we're hitting, I got to know, 1,000 to 1,200 downloads a week. Again, who knows how accurate that is if people are listening or they're not. I mean, whatever. But again, if you heard my voice, then shout out to you. Appreciate your help and your support. Um, share with somebody that could benefit from this. Leave a comment, leave a review. Follow us on Instagram. Next thing I want to talk about is why should you consider podcasting? I'm like not a high pressure salesperson, so I'm going to be like, why you need to start a podcast? But why should you consider podcasting? Um, number one, podcasting gives you the freedom to to talk with other people, whether it's your friends and you're doing like a, a show type of podcast with panels, or if you're interviewing different guests. Um, you know, you get a chance to talk to people and learn their stories, learn their perspectives. I I can't tell you how many times I've been exhausted and like, oh man, I have to to 
record a podcast session tonight. But then I start talking to this person who I may know, I may not know before this. And we start exchanging stories and I see all the things that they've been through and what they've accomplished. And I myself am personally inspired. A couple of the episodes that were very beneficial recently, talking to a contract lawyer, Michael Johnson Legal, talking to um, medical malpractice broker, Aegis uh, Malpractice Solutions, talking to, there's one other one that was really good, kind of, I was able to actually ask the questions that I had regarding contracts and malpractice. So all these are very beneficial and a good way for you to benefit from your podcasting. You have another reason, you you can build the platform that you want. If you don't see the platform that you're that that does it for you, you can build it. Um, if you build it, they will come, realize that you're gonna target your niche audience. You're not gonna get, you know, everybody across the United States to listen to your podcast about um, uh, Dalmatian breeding. I don't know. But if you have a fair amount of folks that breed Dalmatians and they tune into your podcast, and that's probably considered a success. Um, But you get to build that platform. Whatever you are truly passionate about, you don't have to sit back and look at other big-time Instagram pages or websites or or KevinMD, the blogs, and wonder, okay, I want to submit my paper to them. I want to do this, I want to do that. No, you can just build it yourself. And for folks that are interested, they will come, they will listen, they will learn. Folks that weren't interested or they weren't going to probably follow anyways. I'm talking recently with Dr. Uh, Max Gumini, probably a couple episodes ago. That's what he mentioned. He has the Flip the Script podcast, and he explores these incredible issues. And as he comes up in conversation with other people, you may not have time to have like a long, in-depth, drawn-out conversation. But he said he can forward that episode to people. I'm like, oh, we actually talked about racism in medicine or um, the pulse oximeters and how they adversely affect the healthcare of black and brown people or people with more uh, um, melanin. You can give people that conversation that you had where you had time to actually sit down and discuss these issues at nauseum. And you can uh, turn that over and use that um, as a medium to communicate. Of course, you know, you, you can have the financial benefit. Um, most podcast hosts offer some sort of monetization, whether it's Anchor, which is free. I recently switched over to... Um, to Sounder, Sounder.fm, or might uh, might just be Sounder. And they also have like a monetization feature where you can uh, just click a button and have a couple of ads run on your show. And that might, you know, get you six or 10 bucks for every 10,000 download or every thousand downloads, something like that. Um, So not a lot of money, but over time it builds up and it's a little bit of uh, change. So there's that option that you can monetize your podcast I was fortunate to be able to get a couple of sponsors along the way, partnered with Picmonic and TrueLearn most recently, partnered with Clove, partnered with, I can't remember the the rest of them, but, you know, if you listen to other episodes, you may have heard from different sponsors of the show. So fortunately, you know, that helps offset the cost of the the podcast because there are some costs involved. But I think... um, one of the things that's helped the podcast grow, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think people feel and get that impression that this is centered around the listener, centered around helping other people and really accomplishing our mission and not about finances. And I think that really rings true is authenticity because, we, you know, it, it is what we're about. And I, I use the term we a lot, even though it's like 
mostly just me. I've recently had some folks that came along side and just really, were really helping us grow. So Dr. Italo Brown, Dr. Kana Ward, Dr. Nate Jones, um, and my friend Nate, he's really like helped give more structure because I am such a disorganized person. I'm just out here like I will start something, but I will, I'm not going to organize it. So he's really helped in that regard. But I digress. You can have a little bit of financial benefit um, if you want to start your podcast. And over time, you know, who knows, it may grow, it may not, you know, whatever. The last part of this episode, I'm going to talk about, you know, how do you go about starting your podcast? So number one, um, it's kind of ties into what I was just talking about. You need a platform. You need to know who do you want to reach? What do you want to talk about? Um, why? You need to start with your why. Why do I want to build this? Do I want to make money? Do I want to influence people? Do I want to meet interesting people? That will help you kind of go forward and determine what type of show that you have and help give you some momentum to to keep going. One thing that I would recommend, you know, having podcasted for two years, um, if you're kind of new to podcasting and you're just thinking about it, instead of just launching like a serial episode or interview show, think about whatever topic that you want to talk about, whether it's um, maternal obstetric rights, uh, mental health, um, diversity in medicine. I would encourage you to sit down and almost write out an essay, if you will. Like These are the points that I want to make in this podcast and then release a limited series. So release six episodes or eight episodes where you dig into this topic and you almost have a, a um, audio lecture series, if you will. You can really handpick and curate which specific guests you want on the show and really um, craft something that spells out exactly what you intend to accomplish. You won't get sucked into this feeling of, oh, I need to put out an episode every week. No, you can record. You can drop all six or eight of your episodes. That could be your season. And it's one cohesive unit. And then you can just watch back or, or sit back and watch the feedback that comes from that episode. And that can determine where you go next. Whether you do other topics, whether you expound upon that topic. So that's probably what I would recommend if you're thinking about podcasting, if you're new to the, the space. Now to the actual physical aspects of starting your podcast. So you obviously need equipment. Um, it gets pretty easy in that regard. You know, some podcasting, you, you can really just use your cell phone. I don't recommend that. Like Anchor, we'll talk about using your cell phone. We'll talk about Anchor in a second, the podcast host. If you go on Amazon, you can buy like a microphone for a hundred bucks. Audio-Technica has some pretty good microphones. If you're watching this on video, like this is the microphone that I started with actually. And it comes with a little stand. There's like a mini USB cable. This is like a hundred bucks. The little windscreen's nice because it takes away some of the, the noise. And you can start off with, with this. It'll plug into your computer and you can record straight into your computer. You can use Audacity. It's a free program you can download. Um, it's kind of a digital audio workstation where you can edit audio. Audacity is free. Um, on Macs, you also have GarageBand, which is free. I use Logic Pro X because it's, you know, I use it for music production. That's the big brother of GarageBand. It, it costs, I don't know, maybe 300 bucks. You don't need that if you're just starting out. But you can use a free audio software. So if it's just you, you can talk into your microphone. You can record that audio. Save it like an MP3 or MP4 format. 
Um, if you're recording with other people, a lot of people use Zoom. You can use this other program that, that I used starting out, which was um, Audio Hijack, where you can pull audio from different places. Or most recently, I have started using Riverside.fm. If you go to the show notes, there's a link there, which gives me like some kickbacks if you sign up with them. And they provide really good audio. They do video recording and um, really great for recording with remote guests. Drops it out as a, like an MP3 or MP4 format. Really easy to use. I've been using them for probably over a year now. So highly recommend Riverside. But again, if you're just trying to go um, free, usually Zoom is pretty cheap or you can record off of like Google Beatups, although your audio may not be that good. What other equipment do you need? So computer, microphone, camera, if you want to do video uh, podcasting. Initially, I did not do any video. I started recording video now, but I still don't really have the time to edit and do a full video podcast, which is why you don't see that. But you will see some clips here and there for social media purposes mostly. But if you want to do a video podcast, you can get the video camera set up. You'll need a host for the RSS feed. RSS is really simple syndicate. It's kind of like a radio channel, if you will. So if you use Anchor, they're like a subsidiary of Spotify. They're free and you can post your stuff there. They offer a little bit of monetization. You just click a button and it gives you like an automatic ad that you, well, you read an ad and put it into your podcast. You can also use um, who I use, Sounder. I think I'll have, a, yeah, I have a link to them as well. And you know, they, they charge like 12 bucks a, uh, a month, maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me. I'm not really good with money. But it's for a nominal fee. They give you really good uh, metrics, good tracking. And you can go to the show notes and click on that link if you want to sign up with Sounder. So that's the host. So you'll record your episode. You'll edit that, whether you're using Audacity, like I mentioned before, or uh, GarageBand or Logic. I don't encourage just like recording something and, and uploading it. You really want to look at the audio. You know, if you have questions about that, my DMs are open. I could help you as, as needed. But you'll take the, so me personally, I take all the audio for all the guests. Um, I'm not paying the guests to come on. Um, I'm so thankful for their time. And I want to make them sound as fantastic as possible. So that involves me going through and taking out most, if not all, of the verbal clutter. So the ums and the ahs and the and the ands and so's. I take out a lot of that. I also try to shorten some of the gaps so it's a better listening experience. I tend to leave the podcast at the same speed as recorded because I know that we can all just um, hit fast forward on whatever app you're using. So I don't speed up the podcast at all, but I do take out a lot of the gaps to try to help it flow more seamlessly. And then I normalize the audio, which means that sometimes you may have people talking louder or softer, um, but I, I put in some plugins to normalize the audio so it's all pretty level. I have other plugins where it takes out um, sibilance, which is like, when you when you hear somebody like talking with a lot of s's, there's a little kind of lispy sound, and in podcasting that can sound really bad. So I do a little plugin that takes care of that. I have a plugin that takes out some of the silence because you sometimes you'll have static noise in there. And then I use a compressor to kind of help make the uh, podcast sound more full, and then I balance the equalizer so I can bump up some of the lower frequencies to so get more resonance, that kind of boomy, sexy. Um, um, he sweat uh, voice, and then you can take out some of the higher end, whatever. So I do a little bit of that, and I, I recommend you do some audio editing before you upload your podcast because nobody wants a really bad listening experience. And so you upload that to 
the host. And that's pretty much it. That's your podcast. You want to do some podcast art, you can use Canva. I use Adobe Express to make the graphics for the podcast. So that's kind of the nuts and bolts of how to start a podcast if you're so interested. And that's the story behind the Black Dollars Podcast. I'm Steven, your host. You know, thank you so much for all of the guests that have come on the show over the last couple of years, because obviously this, this show would not be much without them. Thank you to um, Italo Brown and Kiana Ward and Nate Jones for the help they provided. Thank you to my wife, who's actually done a fair amount of um, some of the voiceovers that you may have heard in previous episodes. That's her. Um, the music, that's me, DJ Doc B. Rad. Um, again, that's what I love doing. It's one of my main passions is creating music. And I get to subject you all to the music that I create. All the music on the show I have created. So there's that. Um, you can leave a review depending on how you feel about the music. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for showing up every week, for sharing with people that you know, you think may find this encouraging and helpful. At this point, you know, I don't know where we're going to go from here. I, I did just start a critical care fellowship, so it could be a pretty busy year, but um, I'm going to do my best to make sure that I maintain the, the same quality and consistency with the podcast. If you know anybody that you'd like to hear on the show, please send them to my website, stephenbradleymd.com. There is a link there you can uh, recommend a guest I think there's a link on the Black Earth Podcast website as well. Don't quote me on that. And then finally, I did add a uh, plug-in to the website. Yes, I, I built the websites myself. So if they're janky, again, you can leave a comment or a review. But on the Black Earth Podcast website, there is a pass the mic feature where you can click the button and share your thoughts on whatever the current topic is or just in general. And I can take that audio and plug it into a future episode of the show. So definitely check that out, you know, every, you know, couple months or so. I'm going to try to roll out some new features, keep the show alive and fresh and inspiring. So I thanked you multiple times already, but um, this is it. Here's to the next year of the Black Bears podcast. Thanks for tuning in because representation matters.